Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE. World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lin. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and with me I have my lovely hostess, Miss Daphne Lynn. And how are you today, Miss Daphne? I am doing absolutely wonderful. I am ready for this moment now. Remember to be yes. in the now. Yes, yes. Didn't. We have a surprise for you guys. We have actually our first live interview. On... We finally got it scheduled. Yes, Yay. yes, yes. And you guys are in for a surprise. We have a an awesome out-of-body experience uh, for your your delight, for your, listening yeah, for your listening pleasures, yeah, yeah. For those of you who are new to the podcast, um, welcome, feel, yeah, welcome, welcome. And uh, for those who are returning, welcome back. And for those of you who don't know, you can always go to nde.world, our actual website, to get more information on all of our podcasts and things like that. So, uh, without further ado, uh, I'd like to introduce to you guys a, a, a very awesome person that's got a really beautiful. Uh, soul and really wonderful story to share with you guys. His name is Mr. Anthony Lee Fiveash. We'd like to welcome you to the studio today, Mr. Anthony. Yes, sir. Drum I'm delighted to be Anthony. here. Delighted. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah. Mr. Anthony is going to go ahead and uh, share his out of body experience um, uh, that he had uh, quite a, quite a while back. But yeah, uh, he's going to share it with you guys. So, I guess if uh, Daphne, if you got any questions, anybody's got any questions, anything? If not, uh, we're going to go ahead and just. Maybe just turn the microphone over to this. Yeah, no, Mr. Anthony, and uh, roll with it. How's that? Yeah, let's do it. Man. Okay, Mr. how y'all doing out there today? Awesome. Take over, man. It's all yeah. yours. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's see. I'm gonna start here. It was 2012, 2013. I just got out of prison for doing three years in prison, and I had to have a signer sign me out for parole. Well, my mother, bless her heart, she did. She's Gave me a roof over my head there. When I got out, I had me a room at, down there at her house. And um, I was there for like two days before this happened to me. Okay. I was I walked up to my room upstairs, and uh, I had a futon. That's what I slept on, futon. Okay. And I went and I laid down about 20 minutes, approximately 20, 30 minutes, the uh, it was like a drizzling light rain. You could hear it because my mother had a tin roof on her house, and uh, and the I could hear the uh, rain tapping on the top of the tin, and uh, all of a sudden the wind started picking up stronger than usual, and I was thinking maybe uh, there's a bad storm coming in. I, I didn't know. So uh, I laid there, and within five minutes, it got so strong that it blew, blew the window right wide open and blew the uh, blinds 
straight down to the side, and the curtains flew towards me. Well, I was in shock, and uh, as I was laying there, and I was looking out the window, and there's a light out there that that uh, was out for the road, out there, road light. Okay, and I just caught a glimpse coming in, and as it got closer, it it had to be he had to be seven foot every bit of seven foot tall okay he came in and he was a light blue light blue like a robe he was wearing that was just putting off a light and uh he didn't walk he just floated just kind of like glided through air and he had like a some kind of staff i would say you know, like a wizard would have or something, you know? And, uh, any certain look as far as any features, maybe? Well, yes, he, he had a long beard. It was an old, like an old beard, like a gray and white beard. And his hair was long, like down to his chest. And the, the man, I'm saying man, he come to the end of the futon as I laid there, and I was speechless, didn't know what to say. I couldn't move, and he stared at me. He just stood there staring at me, floating on air at the end of the futon, and as he looked, his face was towards me. He said, do you want to be free? And I didn't know what to say. I was scared uh be honest i was scared i didn't know what was going on and he kept saying do you want to be free do you want to be free and i said yes yes sir i do want to be free and uh he said well grab my hand and come with me so i i was still really nervous about doing it but because I've never seen nothing, never been through nothing like this for my life. And he stuck his hand out, and my hand just, uh, when I stuck my hand out, it's like a magnet, took both of our hands, which was his left and my right hand, and they were like bonded together. And within four to five seconds, I lifted up off that futon, and me and him glided through air, through the window, and I was thinking that, oh my God, I'm fixing to fall. I, you know, I didn't know I was, you know, was able to do this. And uh, as we went out the window, he he had my hand, just like a magnet, both of our hands together, and he said, "Don't worry, you won't fall." And as we went and left. My mother's home, we glided through air approximately 20 to 30 feet above uh, the ground, okay? We went through the air, uh, through cities, through countries in a matter of minutes. And uh, first thing he told me was, do you want to see what, how the world is going to end? And it really blew my mind by then. I didn't know what to think. And uh, I just shook my head like, yes, sir. And uh, as we was floating, all of a sudden, 
everything up under me, me and him, and everything I could see, as far as I could see, was just dead vegetation. It was just, the ground was just black with smut, and there was like drops, big drops of acid. I'm going to say acid because as I looked down towards the ground, there was bodies, humans, human bodies that were mangled, and some of them still alive, and some of them just disintegrating on earth. And uh, they were still Four or five of them was, had their hands out saying, please help me, please help me. And I, I had tears in my eyes. I didn't know. I couldn't help them. I didn't know, you know, what to think, what is really going on here. And there was wolves every 100 to 200 yards apart. There was these four to five wolves. And they had a like a main wolf, the one that ran the pack. He was so big, he was black, solid black with green eyes. And the eyes would just cut through you every time he'd look at me. And he kept jumping. One would jump up, and he was like three to four feet from grabbing me. And it, 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 I was scared. And uh, the the man that had me by the arm said don't worry they can't hurt you they can't touch you and I was, I was still trying to grab with my other arm because my left arm was well approximately uh three quarters of my left side was numb i could not feel it i couldn't move it or nothing so my right hand i'm trying to grab him with my right hand too to you know because the wolf was steady and it was only the black wolf that was jumping up trying to grab me and as we floated i could tell the some of the countries that we went through because uh like japan had like signs it was all laid out on the ground where the you know the cities were destroyed and all and i seen like uh japanese writings and all and we went from there we went over towards russia and we went around the world and all the countries and all, and it seemed like 30 minutes, approximately 30, 35 minutes. And as we was floating, he said, now, do you see what the world is going to end, how it's going to end? And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. And uh, we went up to my mother's, by then we was at my mom's, and through the window, me and him floated through the window, and I went straight like I was still floating without him holding my arm when I got in there, and I just laid down on that futon right back like I was at the beginning. And he come to the end of the futon, and he just like his face was looking at me, but he I couldn't see his eyes. There was like there was no eyes. You know, and he had like a robe on with a, a back hood, but it was down. He never put it on his head, never did. And uh, he s just sat there and he like staring at me, you know, and, and for like five, six minutes. And he said, his words were, do you believe in me? And I was like, I, I didn't 
no comprehend what he was talking about. And he said it over again. He said, now, do you believe in me? And then he said it again and again. And then the last time he said it, he said, do you believe in me, my son? It blew my mind. I said, yes, sir, I do believe in you. Heart and soul, I believe in you. I believe in you. And the bottom of that futon opened up, and it was just pure black underneath me, like nothing but black hole that was underneath me. And the wind, like a bad, giant vacuum cleaner, started trying to suck me down in it. And I'm grabbing the sides and all of the futon, trying to hold on for dear life. And I said, yes, I believe in you. Yes, sir, I believe in you. I believe in you. Like that. And all of a sudden, the wind blew the bottom of that futon back up, shut, he walked back to the window, floated, floated to the window, and went out of the bedroom. And I'm sitting there in shock. And he just vanished. I watched him vanish in air. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He vanished in front of my eyes. Like, I mean, not just walking on air and leaving he just vanished like sprinkles of dust and particles in the air he vanished and i was i took it in to my heart like this this right here is remarkable this is this has got to be a higher power is it's, it's got to be and it has really changed my life inside I've learned to love people and I like they love me and get along with people and try to help people give to the needy give them and love your brothers and sisters like they should love you wow very very, very interesting story beautiful story yes yes wow we've got a lot to cover here mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so much well let's 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 just jump right into it here okay um this is definitely, obviously, a, a spiritual um, experience that you had, and um, definitely an, an OBE, an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. In other words, yeah. it was you, but it's it's more your spirit, your being, your, that was taken on yes. to the, what we call the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it starts out with uh, some light rain. So the winds started picking up. And uh, then it got so intense that they actually blew the window open, wide open, and the blinds went their way, and the curtains just flew open, and you was pretty shocked at... Yes, what I've seen. Yes, what came up to the futon was seven to eight foot tall. I'll say a man, because it looked to me like an old older man. Spiritual being, yes, Yeah, sure. but it was, yeah. And it was, he was in that... A robe and it was glowing so bright brighter than a regular light and it, it, it was remarkable it really that is that is amazing and thank you so much for sharing your story and it, it is very typical of the OBEs and 
uh, NDEs where the beings that are encountered glow. They are brighter than the sun and um, that light blue to a white radiance. Yes. Yeah, that's very, very common. So So that that lets you know that it was a, a, a spiritual being because it was blue. Right. Yeah. Um, so now my question is, once this, the, the wind blew everything open, uh-huh. it's raining. Was this at nighttime or daytime? I forgot to ask. It was night. Was I'm going to say, uh, you approximately, a time? uh, I'm not really for sure, but I would say around nine, nine thirty in the evening. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's say this time, this nine, nine thirty in the evening, uh, all this stuff started taking place. Now, when the the storm blew everything open, was the person or this being just standing there, or did you like see a light in the distance and it did it like get bigger and just like slowly appear to you and then like drift into the window, or did the window open up and it came from outside into the yes, window? Or that's, yeah, like, how how did the being come into the picture? Because well, now we've got the storm came through and, and it blew everything open. So how did he actually come in? It was like, like magic. I reckon you would say it, it blew my mind because when the curtains blew towards me, that image come with the curtains. It, it came right on, right up to me, to my futon, and uh, it stood there. And it, you know, it's almost as it came out of the. So when the curtains kind of blew open, the, yeah, there the, he is. The, the you know what I mean? Came in. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is interesting. Wow. Okay. So now, here it is. You know, you're in bed, and the storm's going on outside. All of a sudden, just windows are blown open, blinds are thrown over, and curtains open. You go in the shock because you see a seven foot something. You don't know what it is. Some kind of mm-hmm. some kind of being. Some kind of something. Uh, it was roughly like I said, seven foot tall, and it had this this beautiful uh, light blue type of uh, a glow to it and the robe yes, and all yes sir it did levitate yes and it sir. didn't walk so it was just kind of floated around um now i did notice that you said that the being had a uh, like some type of a staff could you kind of maybe describe the staff for it, us a little more at the top of it, it i would say like a uh king's crown maybe it kind of looked like okay. i really didn't really pay that didn't much attention it. to it like i was this seven and a half foot <laughs> Yes, not knowing what it, you know, what it was or, or nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, I do remember the top having, like, like Something a crown does okay. around it. Okay, you know, gotcha, I do gotcha. remember that. And and you described it as um, having long hair, long beard, kind of gray and white. Yes, sir. Kinda? Yes, okay, sir. okay, good deal, awesome. So now here it is. All this has taken place. You got this being in your room now. The storm's gone on outside. Yeah, he comes up to the end of the futon. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you didn't just like see a being come in and just float across the room and go through the wall to the other side. This he, guy decides to come to the end of your bed and, and stared at me and looks right at you. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm getting the chills just thinking about that yeah. one. Wow. Okay. So now he's so he's there for a purpose. Exactly. He's, that's he, what he, I figured. He's there exactly for one thing and one thing only. So, yeah, so that's what we're getting into. Yeah, and and really listening to this, you are fearful, of course. Mm-hmm. But did the entity, the being, radiate any kind of 
energy to you or that you picked up? What did you did sense you about that entity? Or did it feel like okay? I, yeah, I was skeptical about it, you know, because I didn't I didn't know how to take this, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, you're rational, rationalizing yes, things away. Yeah, yes. yeah, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, skepticism that does make sense. in it. Yeah, most yeah, definitely. I, mean, I would it, I probably would have been too. You really would have had to, you know, go through what I went through with this to really. It, it after it was over, it really touched my heart. It, yeah. it it made a whole different meaning of life to me. Sure, and that's that's the the beauty of these things, and we'll get to that here. And and because uh, I I love the way, like I said, it really transformed your life. Um, my question for you here, um, now now that you've got this guy staring you at the end of the bed, how did that make you feel? Uh, whew, I, I, I mean, was... as far as far as the feeling of uh, it, like. Was there any kind of fear or just, uh, or you just actually kind of I was out? I, I understand you too was kind of skeptical about that. Yes, but, yes, but, but I, I, I was skeptical as far as like, am I really seeing this or is yes, I here? wasn't for sure if you know okay. this really happening. Okay, you know, or and then not. he decides to talk to you, huh? Yeah, and then <laughs> that right there when he did that, that boom, that put it on a whole different. You know, ball game there. I okay, mean, I'm like, so so he stares at you for real. a little while, for a few minutes here, and then he he's whole time he's just floating, levitating, yes. and and then he looks at, while he's looking at you. All of a sudden, he says, "Do you want to be free?" Is what he asks you, yes. right? And uh, he kept repeating this. So when when you when you hear face to face with a being from 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 somewhere else, and you're trying to figure it out, like, is this real? Am I just kind of tripping out here what's going on or something and uh all of a sudden it talks to you yes how did that make you feel oh and did the question that he asked have any kind of meaning or resonance to it because he did keep repeating it i couldn't figure out what he meant by being free was it my soul inside was it the life i used to live uh what was the you know what was he, you know, wanting to know, you know, yeah. wanting me to. What type of free was that free? Yes. And yeah. one part I did leave out, I'm sorry, is that uh, I do remember before we went on that journey, uh-huh. he had that staff and he put it down two times, like tapped it down oh, twice. Okay. I don't know what, if that had anything to do with the. Floating. I mean, it was like, gotcha. you know, he was did it twice. After he took your hand. Huh? After he grabbed your hand? Yes, yes. Okay, it was, so he it was like you guys a, locked hands, and then he did it tap, tap, yeah, then, was, or did yeah, he go to it, the window and head tap? Then no, wow, he did it at the end of the futon. He okay. just went. It's like a slow motion. like, And that's when we started gliding. It was okay. Like After he took you by the hand. Okay, perfect, you know? perfect. And that's what comes up next. So after him asking you several times, you actually said, yes, I want to be free. Mm-hmm. And then he said to take his hand, grab my hand or something yeah, like that. How do you say that? He said, well, take my hand. And he did he put, did he extend his hands, his hand yes. out to you? Yeah. And it was like a magnet. My hand, my left hand so went you didn't straight have to a his choice. right. And it was like. You didn't have a choice. Well. Or did you? I, I, or, well, or did you, you? I guess you could have, but. Yes. I mean, I could have probably. Bought, bought it, but 
I still didn't know what was. But was that, I mean, in other words, if, if you felt ma- like a, a magnetic. Oh, once they locked, it was over. I couldn't. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, so, no, no was resisting then, huh? Yeah, that, that was beyond your yes, control. Yes, yes, yes. That's when it. That's when you had shifted over into the actual out of body experience. Actually, yeah. there. Okay, so you told him, you, yes, you want to be free and grab the hand. So your hands like locked up like a magnet. Yeah. Your left hand, his right hand. Yeah, and my side went numb. Your, the whole your left side. Left side went numb. numb. Like I couldn't, I couldn't feel no part to move that hand or or, or this side of the body. Oh, okay. At all. Wow. Okay. So now at this moment, he takes you, and then you actually have what's like we said the out of body experience. You start to come out of the body because you're you're attached to him. Okay. And floating. <laughs> and then you begin floating towards the window. Yes. Okay. Now, w- when you guys were magnetized, did you happen to feel like you, you were one? Like you had a oneness to you guys? Like a like a connection? Or you was just, just more or less magnetized together? Uh, just magnetized, okay. I would say, you know. Yeah. And then you guys floated out the window. Yes. And that was... Actually, that was one of the scariest parts because I thought I was going to fall. Right. You had mentioned I, you was trying to grab him. Yes, the I was trying to, to grab him because I could feel my right arm, and I was trying to grab him. With the right arm. But as I was grabbing, my hand went through him, like, you know, trying to grab his shoulder. Okay. That he had my left arm with, and it was like I could not, you know, I couldn't grab him. Wow. Just yeah. like with the wolves when they were jumping up. I couldn't grab him. It was like, you know— we so were what about, magnetized to each other, but I was still trying to grab him when the wolves jumping up on me, trying to jump on up, up on and, me. And you couldn't grab him? No, no. Spirit. I just, and I kept, uh, and I'm like, my hand, I'm going to grab him, and it just dropped. It's like, it, it's, gotcha. we were kind of a little too far for me to grab the window, even though I was gotcha. reaching for it, but I couldn't. Okay, gotcha. Grab it. So I started reaching for him, and I was trying to grab him. Keep him, and that was your and actual. It was just, yeah, and it was going right through him, like. Okay, so yeah. so here it is. He just took you and out of out of your body. You floated out of the window. You're freaking out because your 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 mother lives like you said, um, on like a two story yes. uh, home, and yes. you were afraid that when you went out the window, you were going to fall down. Yes, because I was up. 14 feet is the top floor, the second floor. Okay. That's where it's at. Gotcha. So so this the your your natural reaction, you here it is, you're getting pulled out of your window. Your natural reaction is to start trying to grab onto him to keep from yes. falling. Every time you try to grab him, you're just going right through him. Yes. And the comforting thing, it for me, I mean, he comforted you when he said, don't worry, you won't fall. Yeah. So that's what I, I was yeah. saying. Was that a little actually, reassuring yeah. for well, you when once yes, you said that? Yes, yes, it, it did help me tremendously then, because when he said that, uh, that's when the wolves started trying to jump Purity. up, and I took it like, well, he's he's saying, don't worry, you won't fall. You know, here it is, the wolves starting to jump up, and he said, don't don't worry about them, they can't reach you. Yeah, they can't gotcha. touch you. So you guys at this time, um, now. You you said you were traveling roughly roughly about twenty foot or so above the ground. Twenty to thirty feet. Twenty to thirty above feet above the ground. The ground. Yes, okay. Sir. And during this travel, you guys went all over the world 
and you saw all kind of different countries and cities and things like yeah. that, right? The one that I really remember was, I'll, I'll never forget it, was uh, Japan. Japan. Because okay. of the writing, Japanese writing. Okay. It was everywhere on the buildings destroyed. You could see the writing. Did you signs. did you get any any sense out of any of the writings, or just no, that meant no. anything? Okay, no. okay. So now at this time, when you guys are traveling over and doing these things and seeing all this, um, this being actually asks you, "Do you want to see how the world will end?" Would end, mm-hmm. and would you like to maybe go into that part right there a little bit? Yes, and. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like big, giant raindrops, but it was like it was acid. I would say acid because of the bodies, the humans that was down there. That is like when it when it landed on them, their bodies would just start melting more and more, and they was half uh, mangled, and half of their bodies mangled, and there was some of them still alive, and they was just begging for help. They were like, "Help me." Please help me. And the wolves was just mangling them, you know. And the black wolf, just the way each one of them, each black wolf would stare at me. It, it cut right through me. And they would jump up. And I'm talking within two, two and a half feet from me, grabbing me and pulling me down there with them. You know, and it, it literally it scared me. It really did. I imagine so. That's you know. very distressing for sure. Yeah. You know, and uh, thank goodness, you know, um, your entity was there to continually to comfort you in a loving yeah. way. He yeah, said, I don't mean, worry, can they can't hurt you. Yeah. You know, even though you were stressing out about it, I mean, he did reassure you that you, no harm would come to you. Yeah, yeah but I, I was... Still, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Right. You know what I mean? Right, I, of course. I mean, what what what's to say if he, you know, when he did that, it, it might have been a, a bad person or something, and and the wolves did grab me. Right. I wasn't for sure. I yeah, wasn't, so you know. It, it, we hear it, it. Kind of reminds me, Daphne, of some of the D NDEs. Yes, we'll that's what the, I was the, thinking yeah, as the, well. Distressing NDEs where. A lot of people they 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 like go through these tunnels and they've got these people with and these bodies trying to just trying to grab them and stuff like that and you yeah. know it's it, it kind of reminds me of that yeah they just had their their hands out like help me help me yeah please so so this after he asked you how you want to see the world end and, and you describe this acid rain and, and then seeing this kind of apocalyptic type. Um, earth being destroyed, dead vegetation, black smut, kind of acid rain everywhere kind of thing, and uh-huh. human bodies and all. Almost kind of a hellish type. It's apocalyptic kind of sounding. Um, now, the bodies, the human bodies, you said some were, were actually alive, and those were yes. the ones that were reaching out asking for help. Yeah. Okay, and, and some of the other ones was just mangled up. It, it, yeah. it, it, it was okay, unbelievable. Okay. And uh, and that's where we get into, like you had mentioned, the actual wolves. Yes. Okay. So now here's something about the wolves I found interesting that you said they um, they were about four or five and they were in packs. Uh huh. And how many packs were they? Because I know you said they were every couple it, hundred foot or so, it, but or yards or I don't know how. Yes. A couple said hundred that. yards. Okay. Apart. A couple hundred yards apart. But how many actual packs would you say? One, two, three, ten, hundreds, thousands. Oh. 
Thousands. Thousands. Yes. Oh my gosh. So yes. were the packs uh, of wolves throughout all the countries that you visited or just in like one area? Every 300, 200, 300 yards. They were... Uh, they were just there when when we went we went over the sea the ocean within five minutes and as we come back we come up on a, a city a country it was it was just like it's over again starting over again it's all just destroyed and the wolves are steady jumping up trying to grab me you know each one had a black wolf I'll never forget it and it had the green greenish eyes. Big green eyes that would cut right through you. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And uh, each one of them that we we passed. Now they was wolves all over every you know two three hundred yards, but they wasn't jumping up on me because we wasn't close enough to them. I reckon. But the ones that we was above each one of them, the black ones was trying to get me, was trying to grab me. Wow. That's uh, and he when he said, "You don't worry, they can't reach you." But you see, they were getting close, like three or four. Oh foot. yes, between two and a half, three foot. How did that make you feel? Very nervous, very scared, and you know. Did you have any kind of meaning or at the time that it was happening, or you was just caught up in what was going on? I was just. Did you think like, oh, is this is this hell or? Have I died? Is something going on? Have you had? Did you think anything like that? Or are you just caught up in the experience? Just I like, just would. I was wondering what's going on. You know, I was just. It took me for a loop. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So there has to be, and we don't read into it because every experience like this is an individual. It would have the meaning to you. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. That's to, what I was thinking. Just to throw something in there. It would seem to me that there's definitely some kind of significance with the the wolves, the color of the wolves. Um, you know, because you specifically said they were whitish gray. That that gave a, and then you said that there was a the collective there, but there was also that individual within the collective that was a solid black. Yeah, you and he was those, big, and he was way bigger than the others. You said yes. like what three or four times bigger? I or? would no, I would say he was three to four hundred pounds. He was big. He was tall. So he was more the size of like a horse, a small horse. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was a big wolf. Yeah. And then you mentioned those piercing green eyes. That would cut right through you. Hmm. I mean, it just, if it had been a knife, it could have cut me in half. That's how they, and they, they looked at me like they wanted me so bad. Yeah. They wanted me, but they couldn't get me because this man, this object that had me, this being, uh, had me and you know he reassured me that they can't touch me they can't reach me and how did that make you feel a little bit more After, yeah i started relaxing Not a whole lot, it's still going on yeah i started yeah. relaxing a little bit more in all of this communication the communication was it uh with the mouth or audible was or was it telepathic, like telepathic maybe or uh I I don't know how to say this, but it but that that part right there is really really amazing because I didn't have to open my mouth. It to came talk out, to him. yes, and he and I could he would do the same to me. That is very common, and, and it was like, oh Lord, what is this? You okay, know what I mean? So you didn't have to. It was I know I didn't have to move my lips, and it, but my brain was telling me he's, <laughs> you know, he's hearing me, you know, and he was. Wow. And I was hearing him. Was there any kind of 
knowledge that he gave to you when y'all connected or at any time other than just asking you questions was there any mm-hmm. kind of like a, a lot of people talk about a download of knowledge or information was did that happen in your case it it, it sort of did because it started giving me a meaning of you know of a spiritual meaning that you know this is a higher higher power that yeah. this is really going on you know and that's really why, you know, it, it really changed my life around. Yeah, I can imagine it did. You yeah. know, and it's it's amazing. really wow. is. So yeah. you said during this journey that you guys actually went around the whole world that seemed to you roughly half hour or so. Yes. Wow. Yes. That is amazing. In every single country, you had the same apocalyptic experience, yes. like the wolves. I, like I would that. say, like a what you call it, time lapse. It was like, or what did we got, like speedy, but it was still, it was slow, but it was fast. However, yeah, time doesn't make sense on yeah. this side the way it does over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so. So, quick question. I know it's a little couple steps back, but how far did you guys get out of the window? And traveling, you know, going on this journey b- before he actually asked you the question, you know, do, do you want yeah, to see the end of the do world? Do you want to see what, yeah. how the was, world was would it, end? Was it right when you get out the window? No. Or was you guys traveling a while? We started, we was traveling at a high speed, but slow motion, kind of. Like, what was that like? Real, I, oh. I forgot to ask you that. Just that first part, before, you know, before it, because... Because once he asked you that question, and you said, "Yeah," that's when it that scene that's, changed. Yes, right? the whole the whole scene changed to black smut. Okay, everything, all the vegetation gone. So, how far did you guys travel, and what all did you do, and what was that like before that scene changed over to that? I'm gonna say uh, within five six minutes. That's when it you know, which would I would say. Uh, Two miles, three miles. So, in in your traveling in this two miles, now you're familiar with this area because you live there. Yeah. Did you recognize all this area up until he asked you that question, and then the scene changed? Yes, did you I recognize did. Recognize everything around. Yes, you? I did. Okay, okay, yeah. that's yes. very interesting. Yes. Okay, so the um, when once you got back home. Um, and he floated through, he the, window, floated through right. the window and mm-hmm. y'all kind of released and uh, you noticed or you had mentioned at that time that he had no eyes, but he was staring at you. He was facing me and uh, the way he was facing me, it was uh, he was looking at me. Just like telepathically, you, know, you can yeah. feel it. You, you, you right. just know it. You know, soul connection? Would you say it was soul I connection? I would say yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, spiritual okay. connected. So once you guys got back in from this adventure here, the, the journey you went on, and you, you all floated back into your home, back at your mother's place, and you said you had actually laid back down on the futon, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where you said it got kind of weird because he, he, he just stood there looking at you for a while. And that's yeah. when you notice he didn't have any eyes or anything like that, but you can just sense the the staring at you. Yeah. Well, I noticed that whenever he came to to me at the end of the futon in the From beginning the of our time. journey. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. So at the end of the the, the journey as well. Yes. He, he still. Okay. So so you're back at the end, and then he goes back to the end of the futon again. Yes. Okay. Now how long has he stayed there before he says anything? 
Uh, he sent us another few minutes or yeah, so. Five, I was, six yeah, minutes, three, just, four minutes. Four minutes, okay. At this time, he's just staring at you again. Yes. And he said, do you believe in me? And that's when he asked you, so do you believe in me? And I wasn't for sure what he meant because I didn't know who I was dealing with there, you know? Yeah. And uh, he said it over again and again and again. And after about the sixth time, he said, do you believe in me now, my son? When he said that, I don't, it was like a, my whole sense of who's, who this is. You know, this is a higher power. It clicked who it was. Yes, yes. So, and I said, yes, sir, I do believe in you. Yes, okay, sir. So, so what made the difference was uh, when he re- you know, he, he asked you the question, do you believe in me? And he I even repeated it a few times, right? Yeah. But what was it about, like you said, that really resonated with you and your, your being, I guess, that when he, 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 you know, he asked you the same question, but he just added those two words, you know, do you believe in me? Now my son. My son. Or, or now. Okay. Yeah. Now, now my, my son. son. Those three extra words. And, and, and what was, what was that like when it says now my son, because Apparently you didn't you didn't really answer or really didn't say nothing because you was kind of really trying to figure out when he was asking you do you believe but, in me but my mind was What's, telling me this is uh this is a higher power this is beyond you know and then just when it said Earth, my son is, that, that tells you there it's definitely yes a, yes a, when a, he a said higher figure now my son yeah that kind of yes. So when he addressed you as my son, then that's when you said, yes, sir, I do believe. Yes. Yes. So that higher power that you're referencing to, did you get the feeling that it was the source of everything or just in relation to that? Uh, In relations to that? Not the all-powerful, right. But it, it really sank in that this is a higher power. Okay. That is here with me. That is, you know, here and really changed my life. Wow. Wow. Really changed my life. I can imagine. And that that's the beauty in, in everybody that has had these experiences. It's a lesson, something only that person knows what it is. It changes something within them that they literally, they express themselves through love more than they ever have. Exactly. And and from what I, knowing you and hearing your story, that seems like that might have been the case with you, that you just yes, expressing ma'am. love and life a little differently. Yes, ma'am, I do. I respect humans and I respect life itself. Wow, you know, it's amazing. Um, there's a there's a little part here that you mentioned. I thought it was pretty wild when I started really thinking about it. That once you did say yes, sir, I I do believe in you. That the actual futon that you were on actually, and I'm going to quote here, opened up. It said that you said that it it actually opened up, and there was like this black void kind of. Yeah. blackness and twister kind of hole, kinda hole yeah. and something and you felt like it was like actually sucking you down or drawing it, like you down a, a or... giant vacuum cleaner a vacuum okay and i was terrified that it was fixing to pull me somewhere you know <laughs> under under the earth or somewhere because it was just a solid black hole you know wow okay and and, and the uh that higher power was was just standing there. He didn't try to assist you or anything. He just no. kind of let you 
have that experience? Exactly. Wow. Okay. And you know, that could, with that, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there because we don't give it any meaning. A lot of times we hear these NDEs when they have the return to the body. Mm -hmm. It's always, not always, but a lot of times it's described as a vacuum. Mm -hmm. They get pulled back into the body. They get sucked back in. So mm -hmm. the 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 um, experience of being feel like that experience of that being sucked back down could be the experience of you coming back Returning to out the of body. the body, coming back to the body. Okay, just something to think about because we do hear that a lot uh, yeah. when people come back out of the, their experiences, mm -hmm. they'll feel like they're getting sucked back in some kind of way. So I'm not saying that's yeah. what it means, but. This yeah. is something to think about. Exactly. Yeah, you just made me think too. Like uh, the uh, the vacuum. Now, when you felt that vacuuming, with Ashton saying that, a lot of our stories come back with people who, when they go back into the body, uh -huh. they feel a thickness, a heaviness, weighed down. Um, when that was happening, did you have any kind of experiences like that? that let recall? me tell y'all this. I feel like I was reborn and resaved when oh. I came. But yes. So, so when you when you said that I believe, you said I believe. You repeated that how many times? Quite yes. a few times. But oh you, yes. But you said you started to get more intense. The intensity. Yeah. It intensified the I believe. Oh yeah, and and that's I kept saying it as I was being pulled down by. I'm gonna say like a yeah. Oops, I'm sorry. And I said yes, I believe in you. I do believe in you. I believe in you. Like that. And all of a sudden, the wind blew the bottom of the futon back up in place that I was laying on. Yeah. And the wind just went out like it was a tunnel. Zoom. Right on out the window. And then at this time, yeah. the being itself. He just turned and started walking away. Right on. Floating. Okay. Yeah, he floated right on out the window. And like he's just particles in the air that was made and it just started like a i don't know what you would call it just vanished vanished yeah, yeah. in thin air yeah you had wow. mentioned before like a mist and a dust and yes it just, dis then yeah. just disappeared. but a pretty blue it was it was all it was all that's that's one of the things about it it was the blues it was blue. so it was so pretty something about it was that blue. so pretty uh -huh. So at this time you're back in bed. Did you go back to sleep after this, or, no. or were you up for a while? No, I was up. So were you? I guess I guess you were up trying to make sense of all this for a while, huh? Uh, Did it yes, keep you I up was. all night, or just maybe a little, you know, a little longer than normal? Or I was up and I went down and talked to my mother about it. Yeah, that's what was what I was going to ask. Was yeah, there anyone us, at home with you? Tell us about that because yes. yeah, when we start telling people these kind of stories, some of them kind of. Someone say, "Okay, cool." Or someone's like, "Uh, okay, uh, this guy must be crazy." Or well, the thing, what, what was the response when you shared shared it with yeah. your mother? Well, first of all, it kind of made me wonder when I asked her, "Did she hear all that?" Okay, like that, and she said, "Hear what?" I said, "You didn't hear the rain and the wind and uh, like a giant vacuum and all and." uh she said, no, I ain't heard nothing. And just, I try to make sense of it, and uh, you know, but I know it's changed my life. Wow. It really has. That's what I was going to ask you, yeah, to to a kind of close here. Um, 
you said that ever since this experience, um, it's really changed your life for the better. Yes. And uh, like you had mentioned, more love for yourself and humanity and yes. and life and things like that. So how would you compare your post-experience, you know, after the experience, and you compare that and look at your life, say, before the experience and had those two next to each other, how, how would you compare the two? Oh, there ain't no comparison. It's just uh, afterwards was daylight to dark. It just made me a happier, lovable person now. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I had my faults, and I, and I hung around the wrong crowd, you know, and uh, I did time in the penitentiary, you know, and I learned from my mistakes. But it, it really made me love people and, and you know, make me feel more smart about life. Wow. You know, wow. spiritual and, you know, being. Yeah. That is beautiful. That's amazing. Um, uh, one final question I wanted to ask you. Um, did you, before this experience, have any kind of maybe spiritual or religious belief? Uh, were you... Were you into any kind of you know church or belief or like that, or just pretty much uh, was this kind of a different new experience for you and kind of made you more of a believer in more spiritual things like oh, that? Yes. Or, or what, what would you say would be more of, of the before and after for, for your case? Oh, like I said, daylight to dark. It really it changed me. It's made me, I don't believe I know in my heart that God is up there. And he wants us to love each other, gotcha. you know, and it's up to us to do the rest. Very well said. Yeah, very well said. Very well yeah. said. Thank you for sharing. And there are so many of these stories that come back saying the exact same thing. Learn to love. Exactly. Be the love. Be the light. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. That is a very beautiful story. And even though it, it was a distressing one. Yeah. It has changed your life for the better. Oh, tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. So. And we get that a lot. A lot of people think they have, you know, people who hadn't had these kind of experience, they think, well, you have a a, a, a distressing or, a, well, not really negative, but distressing, they call them, uh, NDE or OBEs or something like that. It's not a bad thing. A lot of times these people, it, it, it literally changes their life it's for the, the better. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Yeah. Really, and see, think yeah. about that. If you had never had that experience, you would probably Where would still I be now? In, the, in the same path that you were exactly. on. Exactly. So everything happens to us for reasons and for purposes. Exactly. So, you know, th there's beauty that has come from your experience. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Now, um, on a closing note, you had mentioned also that, uh, and I was thinking we maybe can invite you now while we're here, and we've got you here with us. Uh, Maybe for some future podcast, uh, you said you have some other stories you might be willing to share of some other experiences. So maybe in the near future, if you want, we can maybe we'll get you back in, in the studio, maybe do some more uh, interviews. Yeah, I would like. love to. I would love to. We'd love awesome. to have you. Very good. Very Thank good. Yes. Thank you all for having me today. No worries. Yeah. We appreciate you coming out, brother. Thank yeah, you. Thank and you. we hope our listeners have really enjoyed your story and gained something from it as well because, you know, we have I have listeners from around the world. All over the world. Oh. So that is all awesome. Right. And thank you, listeners, for your uh your loyalty. Absolutely. I just hope they just love each other. 
That's the key. Love is the key, guys. That is the key. That's the key. It's it's nothing more, nothing less. Love is the key. So with that thought in mind, we love you all. Thank you so much. May peace be with you. Until next time. Y'all always let your light shine. For information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.com.